Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Jeremiah Live Bible Study. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Let's go to the Psalms first. As we do before we go to Jeremiah chapter 48, we're going to be picking it up in verse 25. Psalms 136. Let's give glory to God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who divideth the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which lead his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even as an an heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. So, in this psalm, it's just a great psalm to give glory to God and to think that he's done, the things that he's done in this particular psalm for the nation of Israel. But it is interesting that 25 says, who giveth food to all flesh for his mercy endureth forever. Yet he provides food on the earth for humans. And so, what blessings has God given you? Have you thanked him 
have you thought about it, you could list those blessings. Even the littlest things. Thank God. And understand, he doesn't have to do any of that. Because guess what? We're human and we're sinners. And we do things we're not supposed to do. Or the way he wants things to be done. You understand? So, that's a wonderful song in the showing you that you should give glory to God and understand His mercy endureth forever. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 48. Now we're going to find out some things about Moab and why, after God had left them alone, let them be a nation and for many, many, many generations be a nation, and then all of a sudden, now here in Jeremiah, he's going to them and telling them in the first part of 48, you're done as a nation. Now, let's find out. And just so you know, so we remember, Moab is the descendants of Lot. His daughter had a child with Moab, deceived uh, with Lot, deceived him, and that's what Moab means. So Moab is is the children of Lot, and you know Lot was connected to Abraham, and Lot and his family was saved from Sodom and Gomorrah by God. So Lot knew who God was, the power of God, what God would do if he got mad at you, you see, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and of course Lot would tell his descendants, his children, well, God left them alone. And all the time that Israel was a nation, um, he didn't allow Israel to take their land from them. He didn't allow any enemies to come in and... and um, take over their land and make them captive. And according to the beginning of uh, Jeremiah 48, last time, we saw that Moab stayed Moab. They didn't intermingle with anybody else, which is pretty amazing after all those generations. So, verse 25, The horn of Moab is cut off and his arm is broken, saith the Lord. Sorry, Moab, you've had all this time and, but you will not be a nation. Uh, it will be destroyed as a nation. 26. Make ye him drunken, for he magnify himself against the Lord. Moab also shall wallow in his vomit, and he also shall be in derision. So he knew who God was but he magnified himself because God gave him a blessing. You see? His mercy endureth forever. He gave Moab, the nation of Moab, a blessing. They were never overtaken. They were never uh, had to worry about their enemies. They were always a nation. They were taken care of. And yet, they thought that it was their doing. 27, for was not Israel derision unto thee? 
Was he found among thieves? For since thou spakest of him, thou skippest for joy. So Israel, the Moab, knew who Israel was, and that Israel was God's nation, special nation to God. And Moab didn't like Israel. 28. And ye that dwell in Moab, leave the cities and dwell in the rock, and be like the dove that maketh her nest in the sides of the hole's mouth, or the cave's mouth. And so what he's saying is, yeah, you used to have cities, places to live, homes, used to have a nation, but now all you're going to do is be able to go into the wilderness, find a cave, and live, and everybody's going to make it on their own. Not as a group anymore. That's the point. They're not going to be a nation anymore. We have heard the pride of Moab. He is exceeding proud. Yes, of course, because God left them alone and blessed them. Mercy endureth forever, but they became proud over that. It's like Satan. God gave him everything, all wisdom and all beauty, and it made him Pride was found in Satan also. His loftiness and his arrogance and his pride and the haughtiness of his heart because of the mercy of God. Verse 30, I know his wrath, saith the Lord, but it shall not be so. His lies shall not so affect it. So you see, God is letting Moab know. He knows all about you. You understand, Moab? He knows what you're like. It's not going to do you any good. 31. Therefore will I howl for Moab, and I will cry out for all Moab. Mine heart shall mourn for the men of Kerhedrish. O vine Sima, I will weep for thee with the weeping of Jazer. Thy plants are gone over the sea. They reach even to the sea of Jazer. The spoiler is fallen upon the summer fruits and upon thy vintage. So, guess what? It's not going to be good. Everything's going to be gone. That's the point. You're not going to be able, after this, um, these, this enemy comes, you're not going to be able to go back and live in those cities again. And joy and gladness is taken from the plentiful fields and from the land of Moab. And I have caused wine to fail from the wine presses. None shall tread with shouting. Their shouting shall be no shouting. So all that you knew, the nice fields that I gave you, the mercy of God, the blessings of God, and that you could make wine, and you were happy about your wine, and you, you know, no, that isn't going to happen anymore. From the cry of Heshbon, even unto Elilah, and even unto Jehaz, have they uttered their voice from Zoar, even unto Horonim, as a heifer of three years old. For the waters also of Nimrim shall be desolate. Everything that you have, you can't live there. The water even is going to be taken away that you used to drink. Moreover, I will cause to cease in Moab, saith the Lord, 
him that offereth in the high places and him that burneth incense to his God. So, of course, Moab had other gods. He did not remember Yahweh, who Lot knew along with Abraham. But they're all going to be taken away. Therefore, mine heart shall sound for Moab like pipes, and my heart shall sound like pipes for the men of Kerry-Resh, because the riches that he has got in are perished. I want to take a look at Isaiah. Let's turn to Isaiah. Hold your place. It's very interesting. We've got a... I want us to take a look at Isaiah, tell you a little bit more about this verse. Let's go to Isaiah 16. Isaiah 16. Okay. And I want you to take a look at... Let's just read it from verse 1 and see what it says. Verse 1, send ye the lamb to the ruler of, this is Isaiah, land from Selah to the wilderness unto the mount of the daughter of Zion. For it shall be that as a wandering bird cast out of the nest, so the daughters of Moab shall be at the fords of Arnon. See, there was another prophet that also warned Moab. Take counsel and execute judgment. Make thy shadow as the night in the midst of the noonday. Hide the outcast. Beray not him with that wandereth. Let my outcast dwell with the Moab. Be thou a covert, a covert to them from the face of the spoiler, for the executioner is an end. The spoiler ceases, the oppressors are consumed out of the land. And in mercy shall the throne be established, and he shall sit upon it in truth in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment and hasting righteousness. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud, even of his haughtiness and his pride and his wrath, but he he, but his lies shall be not be so. Therefore shall Moab howl for Moab. Everyone shall howl for the foundation of Kira-ish. Shall ye mourn? Surely they are stricken for the fields of Heshbon languish in the vine of Saiba. The lords of the heathen have broken down the principal plants thereof. They are come even unto Jazar. They wandered through the wilderness. Her branches are stretched out. They are gone over the sea. Therefore, I will bewail with the weeping of Jazar, the vine of Sema. I will water thee with my tears, O Heshbon, the Elilah, for the shouting, for thy summer fruits, and for thy harvest is fallen. And gladness is taken away, and joy out of the plentiful fields, and in the vineyards there shall be no singing, neither shall there be shouting. The treaders shall tread out no wine in their presses. 
I have made the vintage shouting to cease. Wherefore my bowels shall sound like a harp for Moab, and my inward parts for Kerish. And it shall come to pass when it is seen that Moab is weary on the high place, that he shall come to a sanctuary to pray, but he shall not prevail. This is the word that the Lord has spoken concerning Moab since that time. So we see there in Isaiah that actually Moab had two prophets that warned them of what was going to happen. Pride got in the way. They thought because of God's blessings that they would that they were all set. You understand, Christians, that as a believer, God provides blessings for us. He does things for us so that we are able to do the works of the kingdom. But the believers today, a lot of them take the blessings and they just take blessings, but they don't Think about who gave them those blessings. God's the one that's given you any blessings that you have as a believer. You didn't do it yourself. You understand? So are you giving God glory in praising him about his blessings? Because if you think that it's all you, then pride comes in you like it did Moab, like it did Satan. And if it does you, then guess what? There's going to be trouble for you because God hates pride. Let's go back and continue in Jeremiah chapter 48, verse 37. For every head shall be bald, and every beard clipped. Upon all the hands shall be cuttings, and upon the loins sackcloth. See, What's going to happen is the enemy that's going to come in and destroy this place, this nation, and all of these cities, they're not going to come in to capture you. They're not going to come in to take over your cities and live there with you and have you as their captives and then intermarry with you or any of that stuff. No, they're going to destroy everything that you have, and all you've got left is to run into the wilderness and to live in caves. There shall be lamentation generally upon all the housetops of Moab and in the streets thereof. For I have broken Moab like a vessel wherein is no pleasure, saith the Lord. Imagine that, having a a nation that was once full of pleasure and every good thing that you could think of, that people are no longer having anything that is terrible to them, no joy in their land, and it's God that did it to them. In verse 39, they shall howl, saying, How is it broken down? How hath Moab turned the back with shame? So shall Moab be in derision and in dismay to all them about him. So the people that knew Moab and knew the protection that they had from God, that how did this happen? They're going to say, wow, look at what Moab, what happened to Moab. 
For thus saith the Lord, Behold, he shall fly as an eagle and spread and shall spread his wings over Moab. That's right. All of Moab. Kiroth is taken, and the strongholds are surprised. And the mighty men's heart in Moab at that day shall be as the heart of a woman in her pangs. That's right, Moab. You're not going to have anybody to be able to protect you. They'll be useless. And Moab shall be destroyed from being a people. That's right. He won't be a nation anymore because he has magnified himself against the Lord. So when you think that you're something, when we're nothing, God is everything, there's trouble. Fear in the pit and snare shall be upon thee, O inhabitant of Moab, saith the Lord. So what's going to happen to you now is all you're going to know is fear. You know, every, something's around every corner. And the pit, you're going to keep falling in, you know, traps and pits. and That's all you're going to know. You're not going to be able to live your life. And snares and things catching you. Imagine living like that, going along and living the life. And always things going wrong, always things happening, all this stuff. You're always afraid of this or afraid of that. Guess what, Christian? You're having the cursings of God, not knowing what's happening, everything's falling apart. Guess what? That's the cursing of God. And the cursing that Moab received is because he magnified himself against the Lord. He thought he was better than God. 44, he that fleeth from the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that getteth up out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For I will bring upon it, even upon Moab, the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. So, guess what? All you're going to know is bad. They that fled stood under the shadow of Heshbon because of the force. But a fire shall come forth out of Heshbon and flame from the midst of Sihon, and shall devour the corner of Moab and the crown of the head of the tumultuous ones. Guess what, Moab? Things are going to get burnt down. Woe be unto thee, O Moab, the people of Chemosh. And Chemosh is, their, is one of their gods, like Nebo is. Perishes, for thy sons are taken captive, and thy daughters captive. Yet will I bring again... Now, here we go. This is future yet. They were taken away. Yet will I bring again the captivity of Moab in the latter day, saith the Lord, thus far is the judgment of Moab. So, yes, Moab as a nation doesn't exist anymore. It's been destroyed. But Moab, the people, they do still exist, not as a nation, but as a people. And they're mingled within others' captivity. They're in uh, other countries, but they still exist as a people. And guess what? Just like Israel, when the day comes, Israel will be brought forth. In 
and all Israel will be brought forth and they'll realize who they are and meaning descended from Jacob and Moab all of Moab that is on earth at that time is also going to be called forth as a group interesting isn't it the mercy of God endures forever he didn't destroy them as a people he just let them go and live within the world and he's going to take them out of the captivity of the world that they're in and they'll know who they really are so you see the mercy endureth forever God is merciful and that completes our study of Jeremiah chapter 48